Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. We are back after a one-week absence. Last week, Dave went on a vacation. Tell everyone where you went and how, how was it? Went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yeah, it was pretty cool there? Yeah, it was. I've never yeah. been there. Weather was great, nice and warm. Yeah, everything's green. Yeah, there it is there. Yeah. Did you guys happen to see a gator while you were there? <laughs> no. No? Dana wanted so bad to see a gator. She was like hunting one. Yeah, so she, she was telling me a little bit about it, and you guys still, she thought one, she uh, saw one, but it ended up being a log. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm so excited, my heart's pounding so fast, I get to see one. And it's just a log. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys had a good time, so yeah, that's we did. what matters. Good. Yeah, we even went to a park so she could look for one, There's because they had a big big kind of river going mm-hmm. through the park. So she's walking along the river trying to see it. We did see a, a, a duck rape while we were there. A duck, <laughs> a duck rape? Yeah, it was funny. Well, now you have to tell, yeah, we tell had, us what a duck rape <laughs> we had looks a, like. There were two mallards, uh, well, I, I, and I, I assume the one was a... Um, one was a drake. I assume the other one was a hen. Right. I, I don't know enough about... I greenheads yet enough to know. Okay. And then there were two white ducks, and anyway, one of the white ducks jumps on the 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 mallard. I think it was a hen, and it uh, starts <laughs> dunking its head down in the water. We're like, "Jeez, <laughs> it's like trying to drown it." First, we thought it was like trying to kick it out or something, and then the other greenhead comes and jumps on the white duck on top really? and starts yank pulling his hair, like <laughs> yanking his the head the hair feathers. out of his head, feathers out of the head, and so he finally gets off. We're like, "Oh." That's probably the mate that's, uh, you know, protecting his mate, you know. So then, then the other white duck was trying to chase chase them both down, too, but he never got into it. So finally, he gets them off. And then it was funny because you see the, 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 the mallards go back on land and they're kind of cleaning their feathers off, you know, cleaning themselves off. And the white ones do that a little bit, too. And then they start trying to waddle back to the greenheads. And then the greenheads, uh, the one is ready to defend again so yeah. they he stops and <laughs> doesn't dare go so near you got him a little again. action in before. i even got it on i got some of it on video i had would have had the whole thing but the stupid camera was like sorry you can't you know stop stopped recording the video can't, sorry can't save it oh. I'm like oh geez well you might have to show me this video i'm a little yeah. curious on this it's weird that i, I really want to see a duck rape video <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, anyway, this week we have our sixth edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. Kind of hard to believe that we're already on our sixth one of these. Wow. We're, we're almost we're almost to a year. We're at, yeah. So we'll be there soon. But these, epi- these episodes are always fun, and we, uh, we, ca- we catch up on stories that have happened in the last two months. So this will be March and April. And I've got a bunch of stories to go over. Like always, we... Uh, can't cover every story, but I so I kind of had to pick and choose. But uh, we have some interesting and crazy stories this week. And Dave, you brought a story as well, another yeah. story, yeah. other than the duck rape. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, we are joined in the studio by Colonel Cheetor. How you doing, bud? I'm pretty pissed at you, Dave. You didn't even take me on vacation with you. Oh, well, gee, I, you would have been expensive. Yeah, it I been, couldn't have got you through security. Yeah, he'd be a tough one to push through on security. There. <laughs> yeah, they had dogs there. I don't know how you are with dogs. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that yet, do yeah. we? 
But uh, uh, also, we want to thank all of our, all of our listeners for tuning into us. Uh, we've been doing pretty well on our downloads recently, and we have some new hits in places like Chile, Ooh. Peru, Israel, and Mexico. Nice. So, uh, that, that's awesome. And uh, so, thank you, everyone. And that's one of my favorite things to see is our stats and where we get hits from. It's yeah. really cool. But uh, if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is. Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. The ratings and reviews really help uh, a podcast gain more attention, gain more listeners. Uh, they mean more than you think, so please do that for us. Yeah, It means a lot, so please do that for us if you can. But Dave, what do you say we get going to our first story? Let's do it. All right. This first story is one that hit national news, actually, and hmm. uh, many people probably have heard about it. But let's get into it. On This happened on March 9th, I think, and we go to Wildlife World Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park, and it's just outside of Phoenix. Oh. And this story fits in with our, kind of with our stupid people who jump into zoo enclosures. Oh, okay. And it's got that theme to it. Oh, nice. So we meet a woman in her 30s. Her name is Leanne, uh, but last name was never released, I guess. She's at the zoo, and apparently what happens is she crossed over a barrier to get a photo of a black female jaguar. Do you know what story I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess she was trying to take a selfie with it and turned her back to snap the photo, when the jaguar reached out and uh, attacked her arm, uh, one eyewitness named Adam Wilkerson was right there when this happened. Adam says he heard someone around the corner yelling for help. He quickly turned the corner where he saw Leanne against the fence with her arm caught in the jaguar's claws. Oh. He didn't want to pull Leanne off as the claws were dug into her arm and he could see the claws and see her oh. actual flesh. Oh, wow. And in an effort to distract the jaguar, Adam's mother, who was with him, shoved a water bottle through the cage. Uh, the The bottle distraction uh, actually worked in the jaguar, and uh, the jaguar let go of Leanne. And then Adam and others pulled Leanne to safety and laid her on the ground. And there is video of this... Uh, this moment in time did you see it yeah and leanne is la uh, laying down sobbing and making oh i didn't see that one yeah she's laying down that. sobbing making weird noises it, mm. it, it didn't really put her over well because she was making weird and crying she's kind of hysteric well, and i mean i can sense. understand that but yeah, it's probably in shock yeah she, she must have been no they have video of her walking up to the cage right before the selfie i didn't see that. Like that maybe they do maybe it's just a picture you see yeah I thought there was a video on the only video i saw is of this uh, moment in time uh. but you do see her arm and there is there's a legit deep wound like Ooh. right i can't remember if it was her forearm or i think yeah, i think it was her forearm but it, it's a legit wound like wow. you can see like weird flesh hanging out it's it's, wow. it's kind of cool but <laughs> <laughs> and then so uh an employee called 911 saying she's okay but her arm is in pretty bad shape she was then taken to the hospital so after this gets out and reaches the news, there is a lot of backlash towards Leanne. Yeah. Actually, people are people who are ruthless on the internet, uh, like in the comments sections. 
and she had uh she had a lot of hate going her way. People were really worried that the uh, they might uh, do something to the jaguar, oh. but that nothing ends up happening to the jaguar. That's good. Uh, the zoo put out a tweet. I'll read the tweet. All right. Uh, we can promise you nothing will happen to our jaguar. She's a wild animal, and there were proper barriers in place to keep our guests safe. Uh, not a wild animal's fault when barriers are crossed. Still uh, sending prayers to her and her family. That's, no, that's a decent tweet. Yeah. Uh, so Leanne, to her credit, and maybe after all the hate that uh, went her way, she didn't sue. She didn't attempt to sue. <laughs> and she actually went back to the zoo a few days later and openly admitted that it was her fault. Oh. She, so that's the only reason they probably let her in the zoo then. <laughs> yeah. So she admits uh, it was her fault, but also denies the photo. She, or she denies it being a selfie. <laughs> Why? She, I don't. I don't know. Because I don't know. I feel like you might get more backlash on it. Because oh, you're taking a selfie. You're yeah. an idiot. But maybe she was. It was almost a selfie. I don't know. But she just. She really was hitting that hard. It was not a selfie. Uh, what, what do you call? What's a politically correct name of a selfie? <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a picture of two of us. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but she wishes the zoo. She does also say that she wishes the zoo move the fence further from the barrier. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen the barrier, so I don't know exactly what she's talking That's about. That's funny. She still puts a jab in there. Yeah, she's got to throw some. Like, it was my fault, but move that fence back. That's funny. Yeah. It's, it's like a criminal saying, gosh, maybe you should have had a double lock instead of a single lock. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in a quote, she says, I was in the wrong for leaning over the barriers but I do think that maybe the zoo should look into moving their fence back. That was mm. that was a quote from her. Mm. So all in all, the story ends happily, for the most part. Jaguar is going to be fine, and Leanne just and she gets an awesome scar to talk she's about. She's got for an the rest awesome scar. Uh, even don't mess with me. I took out a jaguar. <laughs> jaguar scar. I, I would love a jaguar scar. Jaguars are my favorite animal. Yeah. We all know that. Right across the face. <laughs> yeah. Like an, uh, like, uh, I can't think of who am I thinking of. With the, oh, there's lots of people with those yeah. uh, scars across their face, but um, uh, there. All right, let's move on. That, <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, there, there really isn't much death in this episode, but let's get to one story with some death. Okay. This next story happens April sixth ish. Sometimes the articles come after a couple days later, so mm. I don't know the exact dates, but we're it's an ish. And this takes place in Kruger National Park in South Africa. Hmm. And we're, I've actually, I've said it before, but I think we're going to do an episode all about Kruger National Park sometime. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's on, the, on the books there. So, in this story, let's get to it. A few poachers illegally enter the park, and they are after rhinos. Hmm. Poaching is a huge problem there, and they really want the, the rhino's horn. That's what they really want. The horns are put are uh, part of the traditional medicine market in Asia, and we will go in more in depth when we cover rhinos and poaching. We'll go more in depth in that right. another time. Uh, yeah, we'll do a rhino episode for sure. But um, entering Kruger on foot is not a wise decision, and there are many dangers that can come with with doing it. Uh, we don't have particulars about this story, but while these poachers were out. They ran into an elephant. 
this elephant kills one of the poachers. Oh. Uh, and then a bit later, his uh, accomplices uh, claim to have carried his dead body to the road so that passerbys could uh, find it in the morning. <laughs> so that passerbys could find it in, in the morning because they probably had to get out of there because it was getting dark. Oh my goodness. And then the poachers left. But <laughs> but they nice friends. Well, they uh, these these guys they go back and tell relatives of the dead man about what happened. Uh, the man had two young daughters. Oh, but the family or the the family told authorities about when the body uh, where the body was, and so a uh, search party was organized. But when his body was found, there was not much left. Oh. After the elephant killed him and he was dragged to the road, he was then devoured by lions. Oh, wow. So all, all the authorities found was a skull and a pair of bloody pants. Jeez. Wait, so in that case, do they need to find the lions because they no, man? No, no, they won't okay. do that there. No. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think they would. Hmm. But four men were arrested by authorities who were believed to be um, the dead man's accomplices. Uh, but this guy, he had a he had a bad day, didn't he? Gets attacked, dead guy? And, <laughs> attacked and killed by an elephant, uh, dragged by his friends, and then eaten by lions. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll we'll cover we'll definitely cover poaching and because uh, that's a big thing I've wanted to talk about. I just, we just haven't really got into it. But there's okay. a lot more to poaching than you think. Yeah, They're like you can see both sides of it mm-hmm. if you look at it from a certain angle. But yeah, we'll definitely cover that another time. Uh, let's go to our next story. This one happens in... Oh, you're, you're like this one. This is a good one. Uh, this happens on April 15th, and we are going down under to Australia. Nice. <laughs> and we are going to a place called the Candy Shop Mansion. Oh. This mansion is owned by notorious Playboy billionaire oh. Travers Benyon. I think that's how you say it. He also goes goes by the name The Candyman. Nice. I wonder if that's where they came up with the song. Take me to the candy shop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's he's basically like Australian's Hugh Hefner is what you can uh, picture him as. Nice. And like like many women live on his mansion with him and his wife. And <laughs> so there's, it's a lot like the Playboy Mansion is what okay. you can think of it as. But on this day, several models were doing a sexy bikini photo shoot. With candy? (laughs) No candy. Or were they named candy? I would not doubt that. (laughs) They all probably were named candy. I don't know. But, um, uh, so, yeah, they're doing a photo shoot on the mansion uh, grounds in very, very small bikinis, too, I will add. (laughs) Made out of candy? (laughs) Okay, enough of the candy. (laughs) All right, I'll stop. (laughs) So... While they are doing their photo shoot, something wants to join the party. That something is a... That's right, a kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it met the dress code of a small bikini. Uh, Maybe not. (laughs) I was naked. I'm sure that was okay. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but, uh, and there's actually video of this. 
Oh, nice. I'll, I'll try. I'll put it up in the description if I, if I can find it again. But the, the Rue uh, crashes the party and starts hopping around. And the women start running, like going crazy and running away from it. <laughs> nice. The, woman, the women in their tiny bikinis are running around. And one of them just jumps into the pool and hides in there. One of the models. And the others run upstairs. But there's there's a gate. And the first woman, uh, she she couldn't. She was like trying to get it open, and so she just clumsily hops over it and kind of like trips and falls a little bit. And then the woman behind her just opens the gate with, with nice and easy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the re- all the rest of the women are following. But the, this video is pretty funny. Uh, no one gets hurt or anything, and the Rue just kind of hops away shortly after. But <laughs> kangaroos are literally everywhere in Australia. That's funny. To say the he must least. have had a horrible pickup line. Everyone running <laughs> Maybe away from him. Maybe it was being a peeping Tom. Or, well, I guess in their case, they're called Joey. A peeping Joey. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, nice. I, I, I thought that story was pretty funny. I'll put, I'll put the video up. It, it's pretty fun to listen yeah, to. Yeah, now I want to see that. That's funny. All right. So this next story is more creepy than anything. Ooh. We are going to Albany, Texas on March 13th. So now a homeowner here reported seeing a few snakes under his home. Hmm. Okay. Not a big thing, right? Yeah. So a homeowner, the homeowner uh, crawled under the home to see if he could see any snakes. And he also went under there to fix the cable TV. (laughs) That was probably the real the real motivation. It's like I'm yeah. not going under there with snake with the cables out. Oh, yeah, darn, yeah, he's I'm probably going. he's like you probably would have he probably uh, wouldn't have gone under there if the TV hadn't gone. Yeah, but he saw a few snake. He saw a few snakes and kind of got out of there. Then he called Big Country Snake Removal. Nice. Uh, these guys show up and they go under the crawl space, and there is a 18 minute long video of this thing. There's another video that I'll try to put up. Uh, I will say these guys are damn good at their job, though. Uh, For 18 minutes in the video, you watch a guy pull out one at a time, some big, some small, and some are rattling their tails. And some are in very hard-to-get places. And all he's using is uh, his snake stick, which, you know, you know what I mean? You know what a snake stick yeah. is, where they close at the end so you can catch them. Uh-huh. But all in all, they pull out 45 rattlesnakes. Oh, my goodness. Where was this at again? In Texas. Gee. Uh, yeah, pull out 45 rattlesnakes. Uh, and that that's so many rattlesnakes. Yeah. I'll put up wow. the video so you can what do they do with all those? see for yourself. So I'll, I'll tell you in a moment. And uh, this was like... This was like a nice home in a nice area, too. There was, you know, you never would have guessed it would have been under this. But, yeah, it still had 45 snakes under it. Uh, The company, Big uh, Country Snake Removal, put up the video, which has gained quite a bit of media attention. And they say, this is nothing. We do this all the time. (laughs) I guess that's not as uncommon as you would think. Wow. And they also say that uh, many homeowners don't think it can happen to them, but rattlesnakes don't care how nice your home is or what kind of car you drive. They just, uh, they're simply looking for survival. Yeah. Uh, the largest snake removed was five and a half feet long. Wow. I mean, that's not, it's not a small snake. Especially for a rattler. 
And the company doesn't kill the snakes, but they relocate them away from people. Uh, that's a lot of removal to do. Yeah. That's like a whole job in itself. Gee. But that's crazy. Uh, you have a snake problem called Big Country Snake Removal. We nice. should try getting them as a sponsor for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be a very limited, probably only in Texas. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 45 snakes. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go to our next story. And Dave, for this story, we actually need to meet up with an old pal. Hmm? An old pal that we haven't, we haven't talked to in quite a while. Hmm. And uh, that old pal is... Rabies. That's right, rabies. And let's go to April 18th in Blairstown, New Jersey. Uh, We meet a woman, never got her name, but uh, she lives on a farm there in Blairstown. And she went outside to feed her cats when she was attacked by a rabid gray fox. Oh, wow. The fox had already killed one of her cats. Oh, no. By now, too. Uh, the woman had cut food, or she had she had cat food in her hand and threw it at the fox to deter it, but it attacked her and bit her twice on the leg Ooh. before the woman uh, finally made her way inside the house. The woman's daughter, who was inside the home, heard the commotion and went outside. At first, she mistook the fox for a cat, but after it went under the front porch... Uh, but then the fox came out after her. The daughter had an axe on her Ooh. and actually throws it at the fox. Whoa. But misses. And then the fox kind of went after the axe and started biting at that oh. for a minute. Wow. And, uh, and then turned back and went for the daughter. Gee. Then the daughter grabs a shovel that's right there and whacks the fox on the head with it. Kind of like uh, slowing it down, knocking it out a little bit. And then uh, two men were nearby. They hear the w- women yelling and screaming, and uh, they pull up in their truck. Uh, they stopped. Uh, one man got out, took the shovel, and held it down against the fox's neck. Mm. Got it down and held it there, and like held it there until it died, until the fox died. Yeah. So he actually suffocated it with the shovel. Mm. Uh, then an ambulance was called and the mother was taken to the hospital An animal control officer took the fox's body to be tested for rabies. Uh, this took place on a Saturday. They attacked it. So the officer had to keep the fox refrigerated until the following oh, really? month yeah, until, oh. until Monday. And then the next day, uh, tested positive for rabies. Mm. Rabies is a big, it happens in foxes quite a, that's one of the main uh, animals that it happens to. Uh, The officer called the woman to tell her and uh, that she needed to get a rabies shot, but she actually already did. She already started her rabies treatment. Oh, okay. And according to this article I was reading, if a person gets bit by a rabid animal, they have five days before they need to begin treatment. But I don't know exactly how accurate that is. We've we've talked about rabies yeah. before, and uh, I mean, in, within five days is a good idea. Yeah, there has been cases of where the symptoms show up within like uh, a week or two. 
Oh, wow. Normally okay. it takes longer, about a month or two, but I mean, it could happen. So you want to get it within at least five days, I mm. guess. Yeah, I think we talked about it can depend on where you get bit, you know. Yeah, there was a lot of different factors that yeah. and it involves in your each person is different. Yeah. Too. There was a lot of different things there. But the woman has received two of her four rabies shots by uh, that Wednesday. So yeah, you're supposed to get four shots in every other day or something like that. I can't oh, okay. I can't remember exactly. But rabies, it is a, a real crazy thing. Yeah. It affects a lot a lot it's around it's more prevalent than you would think. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've never ran into it personally. I don't think you have either. But no. I hear stories about it all the time. And probably not. I'm sure there's rabbit animals around, you know. Yeah. There's got to be. I mean, we find, we found bats laying on the ground. Oh, yeah, bats. unusual. So you bats never know if the, they've got it, if that happens. Don't touch a wild bat. No. No. Don't ever touch a wild bat. Oh, that reminds me of, um, remember on The Office? The, um, Meredith. They were, oh, they, they were, yeah. There was a, the bat got Dwight into, throws yeah. The over, yeah. So the bat gets, is in the office and then they trap it and then Dwight goes and capture it, but wraps up Meredith <laughs> in like a pillowcase with the bat and then later find out that she had rabies. And then they did this, <laughs> Michael Sky had this, did this whole rabies, um, a run to create awareness for rabies. Nice. And, uh, I just <laughs> watched that not too long ago. But yeah, it's a big thing. And while I was researching this story, I came across another story I'm going to quickly share. Let's meet a police officer named Harold Nunavuero. He's 24 and in upstate New York. So Harold was on duty and somehow he got chased by another rabid fox. So I guess there's rabid foxes everywhere. So he's being chased... Uh, when he tried to climb a chain link fence to escape, <laughs> he's a cop too, oh. but his foot got caught in the fence and he oh. flipped over onto his back. And as he landed, his gun went off. Oh, wow. And he shoots himself in the chest. Are you serious? I'm serious. How did your gun's not pointed that way? Did it fall I out and do it? I don't know how that how it wow. happened. But uh, luckily... For Harold, he was wearing a bulletproof vest. Oh, nice. Which is said to have saved his life. Gee. <laughs> but, and then another officer was able to, uh, to shoot and kill the rabid fox. But uh, Harold survives and was released a few days later. And is probably wow. getting made fun of by his cop buddies <laughs> yeah. constantly. Uh, <laughs> constantly. No kidding. Uh, yeah, rabies. That's a big thing. We're, I've been, it's going to be put on sometime in the next couple months. We're going to do another rabies episode Okay, and we'll tell more stories, but we'll also, I've learned a few new things about it since we did our first rabies episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll cover more on it another time. All right. So Dave, our next story, it takes place in Florida. Hmm. Uh, this is the Manada. most, this is the most Florida story I've ever heard. This yeah. is like, you know, how the Florida man, do you know what that is? Now, like, all the articles, it says Florida man did this. Florida oh, man did okay. that. Yeah. Then it was, it's always something crazy. This one might top them, I, but huh. <laughs> uh, this is a true Florida man story here. Uh, this story is a perfect reason why Florida is so easy to make fun of. And we have, we have Florida listeners, too. Uh, I just hope none of our Florida listeners are as nuts as this guy. <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, this is the articles from April 10th. 
So authorities received multiple calls about a man who was disturbing the peace at several businesses in a town about 75 miles from Orlando. Uh, the man's name is Thomas Lane. He's 61. He was calling himself the saint. Hmm. Uh, not a saint, not a saint, the saint. Oh. Then to get even crazier said his army of turtles would destroy everyone. <laughs> his army of turtles will destroy everyone. Nice. Okay. So he I think was, he's seen Willard too many times. <laughs> He was arrested, uh, then later released, and shortly after his release, he had uh, call. He called cops at a Seven Eleven where he was cursing out. When the cops get there, they see he's cursing out customers. And when he when he called the nine one one operator, uh, he told he said that an officer. Well, you know what? I'm gonna quote him right here. Okay. Uh, he said that an officer needed to leave now or you will all be sorry you fucked with the saint. <laughs> <laughs> Police say... And Lane... that's the problem with cocaine. <laughs> He's got to be on something. <laughs> uh, Police say Lane refused to exit his vehicle and was taken out by force. And during the ordeal, he continued shouting obscenities while warning about the impending army of turtles apocalypse. <laughs> well, uh, the man was charged with disturbing the peace, resisting arrest, uh, with, with resisting arrest without violence and misusing 911. Uh, he was taken to jail, but later released on bail. So he's out there, everyone. He, oh he's no. out there uh, in Florida, maybe training his turtle army or something. Uh, but what a, I don't know, Florida, man. I don't know what else to tell you. That's he's, he's on to something. I mean, that's the next movie. Nobody's had a horror movie with turtles yet. Well, so. we, got the, we got the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. We got something, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe we could do a horror movie with, with turtles, turtles now. You mind? We've, yeah. we've done zombie beavers, so why not? Yeah. That's the next step before caterpillars, you know? So, oh, speaking of that, re that reminds me. That I sent you, I put it on our Facebook page too, but I sent you that link to watch the new trailer for, oh. that, for that alligator movie. Yeah. Didn't that look cool? Yeah. What was it? It's called Crawl. Uh -huh. So everyone, everyone should watch this trailer. It looks, the movie looks really cool, but the, uh, a woman and her dad are trapped in a home during a category five hurricane somewhere yeah. in Florida. And their house has alligators in it that are yeah. attacking what, them. What's funny in it is that it looks like they call for help. To get the fire department or police. Yeah. But they don't tell them there's a gator there. So, oh, yeah. so of course, it looks like they all die. Yeah, so, so all the... Hey, come come over the to our house. Die. We need help. Yeah. And so then they're like, okay, now that they now that he's eaten, maybe we can get out. I don't know. <laughs> but this is, it looked pretty cool, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I, I would like to see that one. But uh, on that note, Dave, uh, why don't you tell us your story now? Okay. All right, let's do it. Okay, so this story takes place in Alaska. Okay. Okay. So, uh, this starts with Linda Benkin. If hopefully I pronounced pronounced uh, her name right. Anyway, she goes running. She goes on an early morning run okay. up Mount Verstovia in Sitka. Um, she's got her dog with her called, named Rascal. Her dog's that's, that's a pretty good dog name. Yeah. 
Yeah. So she just goes on a morning run Saturday, May 4th. So really recent. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. really recent. So anyway, as they were hiking, um, they come they come across a brown bear. Oh. And uh, the brown bear kind of comes at them. Okay. Her dog gets in between them, you know, to defend right. her. And uh, so he and and it, the dog is a shepherd husky mix mix. Okay. So anyway, um, it gets in between, and uh, when he does that, he's he he went to a fighting stance too with the bear. So the bear and uh, the dog get going at it. She oh, really? she kind of runs off. She wanted to try to help, but uh, there's nothing. In she fact, can do. yeah, she finally gets uh, um, her, the dog to go with her. And so they start running. They start running? Yeah. But the bear comes again. It's chasing them? Yeah. And, and gets the dog. Attacks oh, the wow. dog. So, but she makes it away. She calls um, her husband mm-hmm. and they come down and uh, they uh, they find that the dog, the, it was dead. The dead kind of sad. Dog. Yeah. So then they went, I think they got authorities and they went after the bear. But uh, it, they said, yeah, this is happening because it was a weird i guess it was weird weather it got warmer there mm-hmm. earlier and so the bears came out of hybrid because usually early. it's safer for them at this point but they came out and so uh and it was just a bad yeah bad timing mm. she shouldn't have been running well, i mean normally it's okay for her to be running at this time but i guess and there's bears i guess there. it yeah this was where they were they were just coming out of hibernation and they had to eat you know yeah so they're more aggressive so that that was what ended up happening there. She didn't have her bear spray with her because she didn't think she'd be yeah. seeing bears. And that does she normally? Helped. Does it say anything about her? Yeah, name? it says she typically carries a bear spray, but yeah. she didn't because it was early spring. She didn't for them. It's right. early spring, and so she didn't see any sign of the bears. So yeah, and it it happens, but they don't yeah. want anyone to be scared of going out. You know, they say hey, stuff. yeah, it's like just be a little more cautious now that we know. Bears came out early, yeah, but yeah, but they said so. Yeah, Yeah, that's how the dog died. But it it is kind of a hero dog. It it sure was. Yeah, we could have put that on our hero animal episode. We'll probably do another one about it. We'll probably get some more info on the dog. You know, they'll probably release more info because this was just really recent. Yeah, this was really recent. Yeah, sometimes when you have things happen really recent, it sometimes it helps to be able to wait a couple days. But yeah, yeah, that's a good story though. Yeah, I like that. All right, so I have a couple more stories to share. For this next one, let's we are going to April. We're going on April third, and we go to Vancouver Island in Canada. Ooh. Vancouver Island is a it's really cool. It's a pretty large island. It's two hundred and sixty miles in length and sixty two miles across at its widest, hmm. and it's right up. It's right above Washington State. Like the northeast corner, and because Vancouver's yeah. are just across the border into Canada yeah. from Washington, and Seattle's really close too. But uh, this island is known for having a high cougar population. Ooh. And it's a beautiful place too. Vancouver, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Seattle area. I've never been to Vancouver, but I love Seattle. I've never been up that far. Haven't you? No. no Seattle's one of my favorite cities. Right I, on. I really love Seattle. And the fish markets there, and oh, mm, that yeah. would be nice. And they got the salmon. Oh, it's so good. I remember whenever we go to um, Seattle, my dad and I, we would always go to this uh, restaurant called Ivar's. It's a really cool fish place right on the pier. 
Ooh. Is that the one where they throw the fish, or is it? No, that's Pike's Place. That's oh, okay. That's not too far away from it, but this is more like a restaurant. Well, oh, okay. not a restaurant, but you order stuff and then eat it on the pier. And nice. Seagulls annoy you the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, I love Seattle. Right on. Uh, anyway, let's meet a woman named Chelsea Lockhart. She is at her home on the island with her seven-year-old son Zach. Zach is playing outside while she is doing some chores inside. She then hears cries for help. She hurries outside and sees a young cougar attached to Zach's arm. Ooh, wait, how old is Zach again? Seven. Oh, no. She said when she was later interviewed, um, I quote, uh, I looked at him and I just thought, oh my God, my kid could die right before my eyes. And... Then she says her mom instinct kicked in. Hmm. Uh, she leapt on top of the cougar and tried prying its mouth open with her bare hands. Oh, wow. Uh, she then, uh, so what she did, she she fish hooked the cougar. You know what I mean by that? With its... With its, her with her fingers. Okay. She fish hooks it, the cougar in the mouth by it with her fingers and... Uh, Wrestles it uh, and wrestles around with it, and then uh, eventually it leaves. Uh, leaves Zach alone now. And this is like, if you know what a fish hook is, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, you the cheek. Oh, and... yeah, it's not the worst. Yeah. But uh, Chelsea. I didn't know it would work against large cats. I don't see why it wouldn't. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, Chelsea says, and I quote, I knew that in my own power and in my own strength, I wasn't going to be able to pry its mouth open. So I started praying. Three sentences into me praying, it releases and it ran away. Ooh. Uh, now, Zach got off pretty good, uh, considering, and only had a gash to his hand, or to his uh, head. Ooh. It, a little bit to his head and a few scrapes uh, to his neck and... Obviously, where it bit him on the arm, Ooh. but not too bad. Uh, he made he made a full recovery. Oh, that's good. So Zach and Chelsea are fine now, but the cougar that attacked Zach and another juvenile male cougar, uh, thought to be his brother, were put down by officers. Oh. It's believed that they had been apart from their mother for months. Oh, so maybe the mother hungry. mother died or just left them, so they were starving. Yeah, and it was later revealed that the two juvenile cougars, yeah, they were starving when oh. they uh, examined the bodies. That's too bad. Yeah, so it's sad the cougars died, but uh, that's just kind of how it goes, you yeah. know. Gee. All right, so this is actually going to be our last story this episode. And and what do you know? We are going back to Florida. Hey! <laughs> uh, this one happens on April 12th, I believe. And we are going to Gainesville, Florida. Kind of in the northern part. The panhandle, I think. Okay. And let's meet a man named Marvin Hajos. Uh, I don't know how to say this. H-A-J-O-S. Hajo, yeah, I, I, so. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, that's Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we're his, we're just gonna call him Marvin. Uh, Marvin is seventy-five years old as well. And Marvin has on his farm uh, an unusual 
but dangerous animal. He has a cassowary. Cassowary? They're dangerous? Wait. So, what is that one? So we, we've never talked about cassowary. Oh, the bird, yeah. right? Okay. We've never talked about cassowaries before. Cass- so I'm going to do a little bit into it. Cassowaries are large, flightless birds closely related to emus and ostrich. While ostrich is the largest bird species, emus and cassowaries cassowaries are in second. Okay. They're almost the same size, emus and cassowaries, but cassowaries are native to parts of Papua New Guinea and northern Australia. Hmm. The San Diego Zoo's website calls them the world's most dangerous bird. Wow. They have a four-inch dagger-like claw on each foot. Jeez. These claws can slice open uh, a potential threat or anything, and they have really, really powerful legs, and they they were used to kick and stab Jeez. if necessary. Maybe they were used as, as the stunt doubles for velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Dude, honestly, that's crazy. They they're very dinosaur looking, especially wow. their feet. Their feet looks just like a dinosaur. I wonder if they were then. I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I really bring in the cassowary at action. Like, <laughs> like you put a, the T-Rex's foot next to a cassowary foot they They look almost alike. Crazy. Well, you know, dinosaurs are like the closest relatives. Yeah. Birds are the clo- closest relative. That's what they've been saying. Yeah. And I guess Jurassic Park got it wrong with the raptors. I guess they're not—they don't look like that at all. Oh, really? But it—they they didn't know that back in the in the early '90s when they first made it. Uh-huh. And it was kind of a, more of a recent discovery. But yeah, they—they oh. they think raptors had uh, looked a lot like these cassowaries. And, Interesting. Um, well, I mean, obviously dinosaur, reptile-like, but they were also bird-like too. So it's mm. really interesting. Yeah. And they can also cassowaries can run up to thirty miles an hour. Ooh, wow. And they are big, and they stand. Uh, they can stand up to six feet tall. Gee, that's that's taller than I thought. It's bigger than me, yeah. Um, you don't want to. You don't want to piss them off on a subway. You talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> talking to me? Uh, and the females are actually larger than the males, and wow. they can weigh up to 150 pounds. Ooh. And males can get up to 120 pounds, but that's. Not a small animal by any no. means. That's a big animal. And their feet are, they're like I said, their feet are huge and look just like a dinosaur. Um, I found other attack stories from cassowaries. So we may have to do a whole episode for them sometimes. Oh. Maybe I was thinking maybe we do a emu slash cassowary slash ostrich episode all in one. Yeah. Maybe like a flightless bird episode. Okay. Something like that. I thought that might be a good idea. Yeah. So cassowaries aren't really used for anything, but Marvin is trying to breed them on his on his farm. Uh, I don't know how many he has. They aren't none of the articles said how many cassowaries he has, but we know he at least has one. Mm. And we don't know exactly what happened in this like the specifics because Marvin was the only one present at the time. Oh. But all the articles said that Marvin was on the farm and he must have been close, like walking around close because Marvin uh, trips and he falls down somehow. And that's when the cassowary goes and attacks him. Oh. Marvin was attacked and he must have, he must have escaped because he, he is the one who calls 911. Mm. He called around 10 AM uh, emergency medics come and take him to the hospital 
But Marvin dies from his oh, wounds wow. shortly after arrival to the hospital. Jeez. Yeah, he dies. And I couldn't find uh, what kind of wounds he suffered. I, I couldn't find him anywhere. But to get killed by a cassowary, I imagine he had to get cut up pretty good. Yeah. Uh, maybe must have got an artery or something. Yeah, maybe info will come out about that later. But, yeah, so they'll, they'll like to kick. It's, it's, that's how they do it. And then they stab you at the same time. Jeez. And I've actually watched a video of of people like going into cassowary territory. I think it was a farm still, but what they would do, they brought like a riot shield with them for, for protection because they'll, they'll come and they'll, they'll like drop kick you and Jeez. scrape at you. And that's what they'll try to do. So these guys brought in riot shields to protect themselves. Wow. That's a pretty good defense. For yeah. These. Uh, I also found something else interesting about cassowary attacks. Um, this was a, from a study done, I guess, but most aren't from wild birds, um, but captive ones, most attacks. Captive ones who receive uh, from who, who receive food from their owners, that's become uh, more bold and aggressive. And 75% of attacks are from situations where the birds are expecting food oh. to be given to them by humans. That's when the majority of the attacks happen, Gee. I guess. I don't even know what they eat. I didn't look that up. Human flesh? <laughs> I don't think they eat human flesh. Maybe. <laughs> I, I honestly am not sure what they eat. That's So we're definitely going to have to do an episode and look yeah. more into them. Yeah. Um, the other 25% of attacks is either they're either defending food, defending themselves, or defending eggs and chicks, mm, which makes okay. sense. Yeah. But yeah, being sliced open by a cassowary is not a way I would like to go. No. Doesn't that sound terrible? Yeah. Um, but Dave, that is actually going to wrap up the episode. Wow. Some crazy, Some crazy stories. Crazy recent stories, yeah. Yeah, crazy, uh, stories, uh, in the last two months. And, I mean, we always have crazy stories. All of our episodes have crazy That's stories. That's true. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed our sixth edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. I know I did. Yeah, like I said, it's hard to believe we're on 43 episodes and six, uh, recent or six editions of that uh, recent attacks. Yeah, that's crazy. Seems like we just started doing all this, huh? Yeah. So for our next, uh, for our episode next week, ooh, it's going to be good, Dave. Yeah. Yep. Next week, we will cover another man-eating tiger hunt with our man, Jim Corbett. I'm Jim Corbett, mother... Nice. That'll be good. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, it's been overdue that we cover another Jim Corbett adventure. We haven't done one in quite a while. Yeah. It's been 20 weeks or so, but I've been reading a story from his book and we will tell about his hunt for the Chowgarth tigress. Ooh. Uh, and this tigress killed over 60 people mm. and she also had a little bit of help. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's it's a great story. And so get ready for next week. It's going to be good. And oh, listeners, if you're new to the show, um, I urge you to go back and listen to our Jim Corbett episodes. Go back to episode 20 and 21. It will help. Uh, it will help you follow uh, next week's episode and help you learn more about Jim Corbett and what he's like. Cause I can't go, I'm not going to do a whole recap on Jim Corbett. Yeah. We'll do a little one, but 
to if you really want to learn more about Jim Corbett, go back to our episodes. Uh, it'll help out. Jim Corbett is like the Captain America. Yeah, trust me, you show. want to learn about him. Yeah, he's super cool. Uh, he's interesting, cool guy, and I look really forward to talking about him again. It's gonna be fun. So, Dave, if our listeners want to help out and contribute to the show, what can they do? Well, they can subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. I feel like you get like a, a word further every time. <laughs> That's right. So go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. Uh, the ratings and reviews really help out, guys. So take 20, 30 seconds and do that for us. It really means a lot. And I've, I've learned that ratings and reviews are kind of what helps a podcast climb up the charts and helps make them more popular, gain more listeners. And we really want to be a popular show, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I work I work hard on making this, and it's a, it's a lot of fun for us, too. So a review means a lot more than you think. You can do it on whatever platform you use, or you can even go to our Facebook page and give us one there. And we will give shout-outs to anyone who does. Now, if you want to be an even more wonderful person, become a producer of the show, you can go to PayPal or Venmo and leave a donation. That would mean a whole lot to us. I don't care if it's $1 or $100. Anything helps. And, man, we will love you for helping us. Uh, I've said before, I want to try and make make some merch. I want to get maybe make some merch sometime, like T-shirts yeah. or something. Something. So donations will really help with that. So it would mean a lot to us. And you can do that by going on, like I said, on PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And this is all in the description below. But it, that would really mean a lot, huh, Dave? Yeah. And to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story if you or someone you know has one, or if you want to suggest an episode idea, we're all ears. Or, or if you just want to ask a question or say hi, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. Also, help... Uh, also, help us grow by recommending the show to family and friends. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the ones we need to be on. Uh, anything to add, Dave? No, that's about it. You good? Yeah. All right. Uh, Colonel Cheetor, you have something for us? Jim Corbett's coming back? Hell yeah. Hell yeah is yeah, right. Nice. I didn't know you were a fan. That's great. Yes. So this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.